once again talking about um, local politics in Jacksonville. We're talking about the mayoral election that's coming up. Um, And just this past week, um, if you were paying attention, there was a debate um, with the top four candidates, and it was hosted by Jacksonville University. So, B, what are your thoughts? Let's uh, um, let, let, let's start first just thanking, uh, thanking everybody uh, that's either out here or that's viewing um, or viewed the videos online. Uh, last week, we, we have almost 1,000 uh, views, um, you know, just based on the political conversation we were having last week. Um, so thank you uh, for that. You know, what's most important and why we do it this way um, is because more people need to be engaged. Um, So one of the things with the Beloved movement, you know, a BK thing called Beloved and uh, Beloved Empowerment, um, what we're about is getting a raw, um, unfiltered message uh, down to the streets. And so... Um, you know, that's important because many of the, many of the, the, the pieces of information, um, that the common citizen receives, uh, has already been filtered, right? It's already been edited. So, um, so it's important to have people who are, uh, you know, who are, uh, just regular citizens that, um, can come out and put on um, a raw show. And so, um, you know, there's no financial gain or interest that I get from this. Um, Same with John Michael. We do this because uh, we love the community. Um, You know, we have a certain uh, affection and affinity for the black community that we, you know, we, we grew up in, right? Um, and that's nationwide, right? There, there's a certain certain kind of style and certain kind of uh, way that um, you know that that a lot of us grew up. Um, and so, what we want to be able to do is, um, you know, is is cut through the jargon and um, and inform the people, um, you know, of all races, um, you know what's going on um and that's why we do it in the the way that we do it so uh that's what we're here for um just to just to keep it a hundred um i didn't you know i i've never voted for a republican so let's let's set that straight right like so i've voted uh you know my whole life thus far um with with my heart right um i don't go with my wallet uh and and that's that's just personal because it's important for me to remember um, that you know I came from a certain background and had certain stability that that other people uh, didn't have right and so I can't look at at politics or anything else in the lens of uh, just me and and my own bubble um, of upbringing I always take myself out of myself. Um, and put myself in the shoes of others, um, remember some of the people that I came up with, remember my close friends, um, you know, and, and that's how we ride. So 
Um, anybody that knows me, that worked with me, uh, you know, whether it be in the banking career, um, finance, uh, any anybody that knows me from uh, high school, whether it's basketball or uh, or freestyle battle rapping, like I was always a, uh, I've always been the same. So uh, that's that's kind of how we're doing it this way. So no filter, um, no cap. Now for myself, um, I can honestly say I I have the same point of view in sense of you know I guess as I got older when I was younger it was you know straight Democratic Party vote. Um, growing up in New York City. Um, as I got older, um, it changed in some instances in the sense of, you know, we had a good friend of the family um, that was part of um, Mayor Giuliani at the times. Um, part of his, he was a lieutenant um, mayor, part of his cabinet. Um, so it just just gave me a different point of view in terms of how um, local politics change, how when you have people at the table with the conversation and you know their point of view it kind of gives you a broader view of how you know things work um sometimes it's very as simple as that you have to vote based on your conscience sometimes people vote on their wallet but i think at the end of the day um people just need to be informed and i think that's the key point and you know and i think being it's the same way it's it's coming from a point of view of being informed and you decide, well, what's more important? What's going to do the m most good? What's going to, you know, if I can vote a certain way that may not necessarily, you know, impact me as much in the wallet, but socially I can go to sleep at night and know, well, this vote is going to help this population that maybe didn't have the same advantages right. that I had. And, and I think not enough people do that. You know, they just blindly just go, nope, nope, that's what I'm going to vote for, and I don't even think about it. And what, you know, our approach is you got to give people the information. Make your decision, you know, at the end of the day when you're in that voting booth, it's very personal. you got to think of your community, what's going to impact your community, what's going to impact your children, what's going to impact your job. Because I live in one county and work in another. So I'm directly impacted by what goes on in St. John's County, Florida, and what goes on in Duval County. It has a, you know, a very specific impact to the money that flows through, you know, my ability to get to work, my, you know, my earning power. Um, and then just in general interaction with law enforcement, with local businesses, you know, this is where I come to work. This is where we go for entertainment. This is where we shop. So it's not a, you know, I'm just outside of the situation and, and there's no impact. I fully understand, you know, from top to the bottom, how every bit of local politics impacts you. And that, that's, that's why, um, you know, one of the things I noticed, um, you know, even in, you notice it in national uh, politics and even in local where, you know, there's people who are, uh, just as educated as us that, uh, you know, fall down that trap or path of, um, you know, cheerleading, right? It, it comes, it, it, it turns into, uh, like a popularity or, um, you know, punchline kind of, uh, support where like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and especially in this, so... <laughs> 
if we if we drive into even this election in Jacksonville, you have what, what three Republicans and then a non-party. Um, those are the top four. And right? that'd be Lenny Curry, Anna Brochet, Jimmy Hill, and then Omega Allen, who's the non-party affiliate. And so, so that's all the more reason that you shouldn't fall into the you know punchline politics because you know three out of the four it's the same party and so you should be as a citizen you should be trying to drill into uh what the true differences are you shouldn't be um you know you shouldn't be uh, piggybacking or uh, bandwagoning on a punchline, because um, at the end of the day, if 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 we're talking and and it was funny when you see the order of the the topics in the in in, in the debate, right? You know the the first thing was crime, and then the last topic was education, and they tried to squeeze that in in like you know six minutes or whatever, right? <laughs> And so, like, when you're looking at, you know, the candidates and what the positions, uh, you know, are, it's important as a citizen to dive into, uh, you know, the, the root, right? Um, n- not, to, not to just uh, accept the surface level things that are given. So, you know, you'll, you, the, the things you'll hear are, you know, uh, you know, more police, um, you know, and then on the other side, you'll hear like, um, you know, more, more education, more, m- more for the kids. Right. But, but when you drill into what it is, right. And you say, uh, you know, when we talk about the kids, right. You gotta be, you gotta be relevant with the kids. Like you can't, you, no matter what the dollar amount is, you can't put a budget towards something that you call the kids, um, and 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 expect that to uh, solve the problems, right? If there's a dis, if there's a disconnect between the organization and the ground, then no matter how much money you throw at it, you know the results that you want won't happen, right? And so that's an important thing because if you look at some of these organizations, I notice like they only have a couple hundred likes. And so when you're talking about a millennial and a, and a generation after that, if you only have a few hundred likes on your organization and you don't have an Instagram and you're not on Snapchat and you're not on YouTube, like what the hell are you doing? prime example of that is let's just take a look at the last national election even before the midterms like you could like trump or you can hate him when it comes to social media he literally just said i'm gonna put it out there to the people that want to hear it like his use of twitter he was doing something that no one else was doing on a national level and it resonated with people people understood what it was it was like oh there's no filter here you know, yeah, you, you could fault him for how he approaches things. You could fault him, you know, for a lot of different things. But when it comes to manipulation of the media that right, he rails being, against, being relevant, yeah. he basically just said, I'm just going to skip that, and I'm going to tell you what I want you to know, right or wrong, whether it's truth or lies. 
and that's like what you're saying. It's like if an organization is not prepared to c- communicate p- to people where they are, then it's a problem, you know, we have in the modern church, too, is you want to build a church for the future. It can't just be the elders. It can't be the old generation, because if you're not reaching children and actually speaking to them where they are, they don't want to hear it. My kids know YouTube. They know Instagram. Right. They, they get their news from their their feeds feed, on their yeah, phone. Right, they right. don't get their news from the nightly news, from the NBC news. They don't, you know, it's CNN, Fox, that's all talking heads to them. Right. My kids and I, we have conversations about the news. It's based on the feeds that come through, and then we break it down and go beyond. So, it, you know, what we're trying to do, my wife and I are trying to do, is instill in them, okay, fine, you have the headline, but you want to drill into the long-form article, get right. back to the reading, the picking up the New York Times, right. that, t- that type of stuff. What you know, whatever you get your information from, you just can't stop at that, you know, that forty character headline because that doesn't tell you anything. All that does is that's you know what they call clickbait. It gets your attention, but unless you're drilling down, and you know, and that's one thing people, you know, if you follow um, a BK thing called Beloved and Multifarious Man podcast, you'll find that what we post links to are long form articles. It's not just the headlines. And it's things that are going to stimulate your thought and make you want to read more by whoever the opinion was piece was or whoever, you know, wrote, you know, that particular study. Um, and it's important. It in, and it impacts everything from how you're informed, how you think, and the critical thinking piece is what's missing. And, and then, like, the, like, like when it comes to when it comes to youth outreach, right? Because I'm I'm an ideas guy, right? I'm not a like, I don't want to give a whole bunch of problems and this and that. Like, you know, the, the way I tackle things is solution. Solution, you know, what's the solution, right? What's the next step? And so, like, one of the things, if, if, you, don't, if you don't set the framework right on what the issue is, then, then you can't really tackle, uh, you know, the root cause, and and get those results that you want like one of the things we tend to do with if you look at youth outreach right like so there's there there's the there's the there's the type of youth and the and the kinds of youth that will be able to if you set a program up they'll be able to get there because Maybe a coach will take them. Maybe a parent is 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 informed, um, and so that's one type of uh, youth. And then and then so so that's that's one type, right? The crime, right? The violent crime, isn't necessarily going to come from that pocket, right? Then you have another type of youth the type of youth who raise themselves, right? Who don't have that coach that's going to take them somewhere, who don't have that, uh, you know, parent that's engaged in what's going on, who don't have the the teacher who's going to, you know, take that extra time. And if you look at where, you know, where your, your, your violence comes and where your crime comes, right? That's the pocket you should be working on the most, 
you, sh you should be trying to bring in people who traditionally if you opened up a you know if you opened up an activity center the people who wouldn't even be there you should be trying to think of ways to to reach people who wouldn't even be at the traditional forms of outreaches that you do as a normal youth organization you should be trying to innovate and think of ways to have programs that can reach people who don't have support groups okay so that's where we get to the YouTube you know the the snapchat the Instagram the, the social media right and it's like if you know that everybody has a has a smartphone right where are your programs that try to reach people whose normal behavior patterns are to be self-paced and be on you know be online be on social media you know be doing you know things they can do from their smartphone if you as a city or as an organization do not have programs or do not fund programs or if the or if or if no organizations are thinking of the programs you know to deliver to that to that uh, segment of the youth that's the problem yeah, think. I mean, it, think about it in a local community, and you have technology companies or cable companies that, you know, let's let's face it, they take a lot of money out of the community. They, you know, whether it's the infrastructure to lay cable, to put on fiber optics, all these different things. If you had more partnerships, think about it. You know, cell phones they're cheap today. That cell phone service is cheap today, and, it's and not, the information is free. That, so, so the, the, so the, the information is, is fair. Now they just need the content, but. The content is, you know, if you put that money in the community and think about it, whether it's a cell phone, a smart tablet, you know, it doesn't have to be the most expensive tablet. You know, you can get tablets for nothing. Put those in the schools because then what you're dealing with is you're and already he, but, eliminating but, 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 but the cost up, but hold of on there. books. Because I don't want somebody to, to – I don't want it to get into that Obama phone and stuff. What, I, what I'm no, talking I mean, about is they already but, have they already the, have the tablets. It. They already have the, the phones, okay. And so the the, the key here is that there needs Content. to be a there needs to be a a software infrastructure, okay, a um, a portal, okay, that is that is sponsored by the city, sponsored by some of these uh, youth organizations that are trying to help the youth, right? There should be a portal where. A a a per a student can go, read free articles, write thoughtful feedback on that, right? And then you take some of the this other money that we're already spending on whatever, right? And then you incentivize that type of behavior, so that way somebody can 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 it, it can be a self-paced, empowering thing that the student is doing. Right, you have to take behavior that's already happening, and you have to channel it in a good way. That's that's what Almost I like, and, and I and I like what you're, you're hearing. Almost like the, it, and just a quick shout out to the people here in Jacksonville that are running the Gate River Run. I'm also known as the you know the 15K Championship in the United States. So the you know the top runners have just passed by of where we are at 233 East B Bay Street in Jacksonville. 
Um, so congratulations to you know everyone here in Jacksonville or people that came from all over the world to participate. But back to what you're saying, that's it, I think it's key. It's almost like the modern version of that vocational training in a sense where you use the technology exists. The information is there. I mean, the city of Jacksonville has free Wi-Fi. You have the library system, you know, that's funded by budget taxes, you know. So you have some of the infrastructure is already there. But I think you're right. It's not being focused in, you know, People want to throw money at crime. Right. You know, and it's like if you even you look at, like you said, you made a good point of, you know, the topics that were covered in the debate. People start with crime because it's the sexy topic. It's the it's the topic that people understand. It did. You're dealing with fear. People want to feel safe. But when you don't address 10 steps down the road, I mean, it's tied together. Education and crime are tied together. There's, I don't care. You know, you don't have to be an expert. It's clear when like you said, when you have when kids have things to do that are actually driving them, that are you know something that they feel like they're accomplishing. You know, you're right. It's not the kids that are going to the after school center already. It's not right. the artists that already have that mindset. You know, the kids that are already in the library. Right. You're right. It's the kids that you know don't know where their next meal is coming from. They're out in the street with their boys. Right. With their girls. I mean, it's, and, you know, it's not just a guy and it's just not that girl thing. It's like that lost generation that doesn't have that guidance, someone to tell them, no, you need to do this. But it's not only just showing them they need to do it, but they have to see, you know, it's this culture today. It's modern. It's fast. People want immediate results. It's kind of hard to have that conversation where you're saying, well, if you you got to do this because of X, but they can't see all the way to Z like there has to be that plan to lay it out because you know kids aren't stupid you know if you give them an option I, I think at the end of the day if you give them the option and the right influence they're more likely to go oh this may take a little bit longer but it, you get the longevity and they right. don't see and I think that's what's missing too they don't see beyond today which is a big part of it and you know if you don't if all you worried about is today and you're not, you know, YOLO, you don't, you're not thinking about tomorrow, then you're not, you're not even thinking about, well, if I do this today, it's going to impact me five years from now. You're thinking about, man, what am I going to do tomorrow? Right. And, uh, and the, 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 you know, and even if we get into why things are the way they are uh, with these organizations, it's like the organizations have become like, the middleman where you know it's it's where the organization is more about the ego of the leader of the organization than it is about the kids and so you know funding right people can say oh funding is the you know it's because we didn't fund this or we need to fund you know we need to give more money to that like if you if you deep dive into uh, the inflow and then the actual output in the in the actual events, you know, um, you know that that goes lower than like the payroll. Like I don't want to hear an administrator or officer on the org, you know, making eighty grand a year talking about you need to fund this thing. Like you know, damn, they're they're already living okay, and so but it's about their ego. Like they would, they're they're giving back. They're they're the leader of such and such organization that is helping, you know, children. But you know, they're making eighty thousand dollars. 
in Jacksonville, if you don't know what 80 grand is, like that's a pretty good amount in Jacksonville. Um, and so like, you know, if that's happening, right, then, you know, funding for 2.5 million, if you bump it up to, you know, funding for 5 million, how does the public know where that money, you know, is actually making the traction um, and making the, the desired um, impact? You know, like, where's that transparency? You know, like you said, it could be on the back page of, a, you know, bill number Three seven zero. Because a budget is nothing without the oversight. You know, all a budget is is a spreadsheet that tells you what you plan to spend the money on. It's or what you're saying you should spend it on, but it's not the oversight to actually say this is what where it actually went. At the end of the day, people need to know, like you said, if that five million is supposed to go for this program, well, where was it spent? You and know, I and, and I don't want to hear like that's the thing. Like, and my point is. Where was it spent? Like, I don't, I don't want to hear some vague thing where part of that money spent was to somebody's salary. Like, I want to hear, like, you spent this much on a location and you spent this much on what actually happened, right? That's why, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's important to be innovative because, you know— you can do a lot with a little if you're innovative enough. And so there's free articles from Harvard Business Review. There's free articles from MIT. There's free articles from Stanford already on the Internet. Okay? There's, there's uh, SoundCloud. There's YouTube. This, right? This there's Khan all, Academy. Right. There's all, right. All of these things that are free. To anybody with Wi-Fi, right? And so if you see kids are on the Internet, on social media, if you see they care about, you know, the, 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 the nicest rap video right now, and I'm not even talking about formal rap video. I'm talking about a self-made. If you mm-hmm. see there, if you see the hype is in the street, right, why not plug into the street? If you could plug in the street to stop crime, right? Like you can, you can, you can uh, monitor somebody's social media to try to, you know, prevent crime or to solve crime. You can also use social media to <laughs> to influence in order to reduce, you know, crime behavior. And the and the analytics are there. The information. Is available, like you said, it's like the heat map of what are people following, what are they looking at. You could find that quickly, right? And you're right, you know, use that as an opportunity to say, well, oh, this is what they're interested in. We need to go in this direction, and and it can't continue to be, you know, ten years after that trend is gone. You got to hit it, you know, the way things move today, right? You, you know, it, it, it doesn't, you know, and there's so many brilliant kids out there that have the ideas and they need to be in, you know, get them in involved in coding, you know, all these different things that really don't cost any money. You know, the opportunities are out there and they know how the kids know how to find this stuff. Then I mean, 
my kids show me stuff all the time on you know links sites whatever they're hearing about it you know we used to, i used to think i had my ear to the street no these kids today they know where the information is, and they're already talking about it six months you know before you hear about it in the news or right. you hear it about main street and you're right we're not taking advantage of it you know that you, you made a good point it's like you know they can give me a heat map to show me where crime took place well why don't you show me you know the traffic of the sites that the kids are going through right. you know i don't want to hear about this momo and you know all this other, whatever this right, other nonsense right. is <laughs> show me the positive things that and they're looking at like and if you look at it's it's interesting because if you look at like the if you look at uh, a mayor the mayoral election um if you look at that heat map uh from uh, along political lines, if you look at uh, where crime's happening, if you put a crime uh, map and then you put a uh, a uh, political election 2016, I think that was the year, 2016 or 2015, mm-hmm. election map over that, you see that 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 the you know the the people who are in the trenches on crime. Who live live there, um, who vote there, are voting for Democrat. So, you know, voting education. Vo- they're voting for art. They're voting for, for, you know, for positive, proactive um, impact. You know, at the, at at a high level, that's what that's what the vote is. If you vote for more education, better education. You know, more funding in in arts, more funding in community programs. You're making a, a conscious vote to uh, to increase uh, positive influence, and so and so the the want is there. I say that to say the want is there. Um, you know, for that positive influence. The I think you know part of the part of the problem is like that we're still as a city using uh old traditional outdated obsolete ways of that influence so we're still as a city going to the pastors right and we're going around and we're saying all right like i'm gonna show up at this church right i'm gonna show up at this church and i'm gonna you know shake hands and they're you know you know and i'm and the pastor's gonna tell the congregation to support me right and that's that's my way of you know getting into his influence right but but the thing is like that's that's an obsolete way right like if you look at national trends on church attendance right on millennials and on the, the the upcoming you know generations like that's that's the past right that's not the future even you see churches trying to rebrand themselves and they're t- they're saying okay like Instead of the name being like, uh, you know, Jesus of our Lord, now the church's name is like, you know, Upward or, you know, you know, Sky Church, right? Or some, you know, something to, to, to brand themselves on because positive, you, be, you know, you know, because you vague I mean, impact. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's it's the and I see the good and the bad with that. It's I get it. It's like you're trying to be relevant. Um, but I feel, you know. Personally, where churches get into trouble is where they they basically say relevance is more important than standing on the truth of what you stand for all along. 
And that's, you know, that's a right, whole nother topic. Yeah. But you're right. But they've ha- they've had to do it, whether it's streaming, whether it's apps. I mean, every church has an app this day. Every church has a Facebook. Right. Every church has a Twitter. Every church. That, so, it, I mean, it's it's something you have to do. You have to adjust to the times that you're in. You right. can't continue to use old methods to get the same message out because, you know, people are not, you know. And le- unless you're unless you are not really about the the impact right because you if you focus on old uh outdated methods and 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 you just want to make a punchline on crime or education you know and you're using uh outdated methods of positive impact right then and then that tells me okay you're only worried about you know this pocket of people who you, you you think will vote right or that you think are uh influential right and it takes away from uh you know outreach to the pockets that need it right and so the thing is the thing with beloved right like w- w- like the whole thing is about influencing people who are on the outskirts, right? I always joke with some of my pastor friends and I say like, yo, they'll holler at me like I'm the step on the way to church, right? Like I'm not in church, right? I don't go to church. But the thing is, like my my uh, you know, my targeted audience is somebody who doesn't you know, doesn't really vibe with the traditional way of doing things who 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 really is out there right like who um who's into some things that you know i know about right it's like uh, these are things i was around people who grew up in diverse backgrounds right and so i know the difference between somebody who is uh you know who's who's doing things because they want to be cool versus people who are doing things out of they were never taught a certain way versus like a combination of both and like this is necessity, right? And so the thing is you have to have different ways of influencing positively. It can't be just on the, you know, on the uh, traditional methods, you know, that, that are producing a decreasing amount of, uh, a decreasing rate of, you know, actual numbers of people. Yeah, it's it it's 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 easy to get lost in that where the me- now the message is gone. You don't you're not getting the influence. People don't want to hear what you have to say and then they then when you switch suddenly, now people don't see it as authentic and it's like, you know, kids aren't stupid. People aren't stupid. They know when someone's being authentic and when someone's, you know, just kind of like going through the motions. It's like you said, it's like I'm showing up because this is what the playbook says that you know weeks heading up to election i have to show up at the mall i have to show up at the church um i have to show up at the local ymca i have to you know it's that old checklist of you know i have to make that appearance you know i have to make the appearance at the art walk i have to you know that type of thing as opposed to you know my question all the time well where were you six months ago where were you a year ago right um but you know but i want to kind of let touch on some of your thoughts 
um, from the debate itself. Yeah, let's, let's get back to the <laughs> <laughs> that big intro. Right. So again, the Multifarious Man podcast live at 233 East Bay Street at the DNG Deli and Grill, and Multifarious Man um, Jay Vincent and BK from a BK thing called Beloved. Um, so again, just this past week. Um, there was the mayoral um, debate that was held live at Jacksonville University. And again, you know, you had Lenny Curry, Anna Brochet, Jimmy, Jimmy Hill, and Omega Allen. So what and are I, your initial thoughts? So the, like the, the good thing about each of them, you know, I'll start on that, is, uh, you know, there were good things on all of them. That's, let me just say that first. So... You know, with with uh, Anna Brochet, it was, um, you know, increasing the funding on education um, or, or, or community um, impact, not just the police side. Um, with uh, with with Mayor Curry, it was, you know, the fact he's able to make big decisions and balance a budget and 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 things of that nature Um you know, because when you make big decisions, you're going to have people that don't like you, period. Mm-hmm. So that's that's important to know. So, um, you know, that was a positive there. Um, with Omega Allen, it was, uh, you know, the community policing. Um, you know, I, I come from that. That's, you know, my grandfather, my namesake. Um, you know, he was he was about that. So Beeman W. Kendall, the first, um, you know, was one of the first six black police officers here in the city. Um, you know, under segregation, right? And so community policing was a big thing. Um, and then, then with Jimmy Hill, like, it, it, one of the things he, uh, he, he emphasized on was, like, you know, the, the government can't do it all, right? The, the community, the, you know, community needs to, you know, to basically be a driver in this, um, which is something that, you know, that I, that I liked as well. So on all of them, um, you know, just given the positives on each, uh, you know, that's how I saw it. Um, you know, no, I think, I mean, I thought that was important. Um, one of the things that stood out to me, um, you know, for people that don't know much about how cities are run and the point came up multiple times during the night where, you know, the candidates would say, well, where's the money going? Well, you know, you didn't spend the money like you said, or you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And a point that came up, and this was brought up um, by Mayor Curry, was, well, the budget has to be passed by the city council. And his point to, you know, Anna Brochet was like, you're on the city council. If you right. didn't agree with the budget, why did we vote for it? So, right. it's, so it's like that argument. It's like you have to have both sides of it. It's, you know, in some scenarios you say, people say, well, you didn't pass a budget. But then they go, well, we did pass a budget. You knew where the money was being spent. And then I think it should have been more of a challenge from her in terms of saying, okay, we gave you what you and, – and this is where she was trying to make her point. We gave you what you asked for. Where are the results? And and that's that conversation that has and, to be had. And, and not only where are the results, but what would you do differently? That's what I'm – so. so my lens on this whole thing has always been getting into what – what you would do differently because all I care about is the people like I don't give a damn about you know none of these punchlines and you know this person and that person oh this you know the normal circus right I care about 
what is gonna help a dude from you know Myrtle from Moncrief, right? Like, what's gonna help a three-year-old, four-year-old there, right? And and what what are we doing to uh, to to make a broad impact, you know, a broad positive impact? Um, not just saying oh, you know, giving some surface level uh, statement. A lot of the stuff, even when I read about, like, part of my problem is with Anna Broche is I haven't seen a plan. I haven't seen a one-pager. I've s- and, I, and when I've read, read up on stuff, I've seen, I've seen uh, statements of, uh, I w- you know, and I'll, f- I'll form a, you know, program for this and I'll, I'll have a... Um, you know, a chief officer in this role or whatever. I think the last thing I read up on was the uh, was the river, right? And it's like you hear vague statements, but where are the w- where are the policies and details underneath that? And the reason I'm saying um, Anna Broche versus the mayor is because the mayor already has a budget. He has a history. You can see. You can dive into that, right? Like the, the 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 contender, right? Like they're supposed to bring it, and I don't see in this election how she's bringing it. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, ambiguity on what it is that's being said. Like light up the city, like that's street light. That's literally let me put more street lights and get the lighting for the businesses. What the hell, like? Like what? What do you think? So, lighting the streets. I'm gonna say this to you, John Michael. Like, do you personally believe what? What's the reduction of in crime you will get on adding an additional light in front of a business? Where we live, where you got cameras everywhere in a society where you, they don't give a damn, they're on camera. It's, it's, they that's don't exactly care. Right, it, people are gonna do what they're gonna want to do to survive. Whether it, you're right, I mean, you see it all the time. You you see crime on camera all the time. When if if you don't care and you know you gotta feed people, adding a light is not gonna change anything. Right, like, adding services changes things. You know, you know, putting into the community, giving other things but you're right it's a it's basically a a a bullet on a page that says you're right it's like hey i added lights right Uh, okay so but but to the uninformed they hear that as go oh that's anti-crime right and so that's part of the part of the, the the problem that i have um just generally is that um you know i think that more details should be provided by the contender. Yeah, you have because you, you're right, and you made it. You know, think of it in in boxing or you know sports. You know, well specifically boxing. It's the contender is not going to win on a draw. They're not going to you know they're not going to go to the scorecard. You you got to have the knockout. And and how do you have a political knockout? You have to have a better plan. And you're right. You know, people will read up on what you're saying and they'll dig into the policies. Because you know it's it's our nature to rip things apart. Right. But if there's nothing to rip apart, it's a soundbite. It's like, oh well, crime is going up. You know, 
you know, Mary Perry absolutely. has done nothing to, you know, crime is worse than it ever was for, you know, you hear those type of things. Right. And, you know, where's the actual meat that goes with it? Right. And that's the, you know, and I said, I said it before, but like, that's, that's my biggest problem is, um, and just to, just to be clear, I've invited everybody here, um, you know, to, to say whatever it is that they're doing in an unfiltered way. I'm not going to jump on them and, you know, try to play gotcha and whatever. Like, I just want people, I want the, 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 <laughs> the people who are running, I want them to really tell the truth on what it is that they're going to do to help the common you know, Jacksonville citizen. Because right now, as you see, even when you saw the uh, the debate, like everything is very, um, very staged and very edited and very rigid. It's right? that corporate feel instead of that grassroots. I'm, you know, sitting in the living room, I'm going to tell you the truth about what I'm going to do and this is what I'm right. Like, I want people to say to me look this is what my plan was this is where i ran into problems this is why this right. is where the influence stopped it and you saying know? it again like every candidate in the jacksonville mayoral election has an invite to come out to saturday morning renaissance here at 233 east bay street we usually do the mornings here we're here a little bit earlier because of the river run but you can you can say what it is that you are going to do for the community. Open invite. Yep. Come in, give your start with your elevator pitch and then, you know, pick a topic of something very specific that you want people to know of what you're going to do different, you know. And if it's, you know, and if you're the current mayor and it's you're saying you're not going to do something different, but still focus on, you know, the points that you want people to know. Why should they give you another shot? You know, why should they continue, you know, with what they've already started? And it can't just simply be, well, because I'm not so-and-so. Or, you know, I think there's enough of that. You know, it, anytime, if, if you want me to vote for you, it can't be because you're not somebody else. I need to vote for something, not against something. Right. So... You know, again, we're here live at 233 East Bay Street in Jacksonville. Um, some of the things I thought about coming away from the debate, you know, and I think you you made a point is, you know, certain instances felt staged. Um, and I think part of that is, you know, they give the candidates the opportunity to kind of understand what the topics are in advance. Um, but I think I felt in some instances, you know, maybe some of them didn't feel as prepared and and mind you i'm coming from a point of view where i you know i have a communication and theater background so i have a different viewpoint um so part of me kind of doesn't want to hold that against people not everyone is comfortable you know standing in front of camera right. not everyone is comfortable standing in front of so but, i but so i tried to but still there's the you got to be prepared if you know that you're going to have this much time and you're going to have these topics you still have to be prepared to give actual answers about things instead of 
kind of fumbling and, through. And the, the thing is, like, even in even in business, what I you know, what I've learned and how I how I move is like you can't you can't get a good result if you're not gonna keep it real. Like you can't. Um, you you have to be able to to talk about what's really real. That's, you know, that's one of the pillars of the, that's why I'm talking about, and I said about the, the lights on the lighting up, you know, downtown, the lighting, like, if that's a, if that's really the issue to you, you're, you're disconnected. Like, you don't know what's really going on. And then um, what was another big topic? So two other big topics they talked about. They talked about the sale, the attempted sale of JEA. Right. Um, and then and, and, and when I read on. So when I read on that, it was. Um, so that was a, a, an exploratory endeavor. Right. That's and correct. so and so what they did was they, uh, you know, they explored, um, you know, the profitability in the deal. Right. And um, and from the way I understand it and keep me honest, right, is that um, that uh, the difference between the mayor and Anna Brochet is that she was against the exploratory even happening. Right. So that so the J.E.A. remains, you know, city owned by the city. Right. Um, so. So. The difference there is, you know, does it make long-term business sense for the city as a citizen for for JEA to be, um, you know, owned by the city or privately owned like uh, what FPL, mm-hmm. Florida Power and Light, um, and and the citizens need to know the pros and cons of both. Um, That's my view, right? So my view is you need to know um, the information about it. So it it cannot be based on um, emotion where, like, if we're talking budgets and business, right, you can't say you won't even explore something um, if it doesn't make business sense to the to the citizens, right? I, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's important because it, in some instances, certain things are run better by the private sector than they are by a government, a city government. And it's, I'm not saying that this right is away, one of the instances. No, and it's right. just and it's just right. it's just fact. Certain things in certain scenarios, it absolutely is true, and you're right. And if you're not, it's not fair to the population or the you know or the city. And I agree to not even say, well, what if you know? Are are we going to save money? Are we going to have better, um, you know, down the road? Are we going to have see more impact? You know, based on changing over to different fuel sources. You know, where is the benefit for the, because at the end of the day, you have to determine what's best for the city, what's best, and that may be, you know, cost savings here. It may be environmental savings. You can't, you know, this is a city that's, you know, that sits on a major river, you know, so you can't ignore it. 
You right. know, it's a it's not a problem that, you know, for 50 years from now, it's a problem for now and for 50 years from now. And it's not I think it's not realistic to even you know, like you said, to not even think about the option because that may right or wrong. It may be a, a good fit or it may not. But you can't get into cost overrun, you know, because, you know, we all know there's scenarios where there's been exploratory committees for things that have run for years and cost you know, millions of dollars, but then you don't even have anything at the end of the day, not even a report to come out with. So right. you have to be careful when you do it. But And even the report, I did read, like, the, it was so, the report w- had such such a variance that, you know, you know, it definitely needs to be vetted more because I, I read, I think, between, like, you know, $2.9 billion and $6 billion or something, like, I think those were the numbers of the the range of what it would profitability, what it would mean. So that's too wide of a range to make a decision on. So, oh, absolutely. So, um, but I do believe you know it needs to be um, explored and vetted further. I think that the other issue was um, the sale of the landing, right? And so there was a um, you know the the I think it was what fifteen million. Yeah. I think it was 15. And the and, you know, so and the argument is that we overpaid. Right, but but the thing is like we've how long has the landing been run in a bad way? So I'm going to say that nicely, right? <laughs> That's I mean, yeah, <laughs> my, my I mean, cousin been, is laughing. I've been in this city for 15 That's years it, right. and you know when I first come this, when this I first gonna, came yeah, when yeah. I first came down here now <laughs> coming from New York you know, we have similar things. You have the Fulton Street um, Market downtown. You have Chelsea Pit. You have different things that are similar where you have a basically a public and private structure that's on a riverfront. You know, a place for people to come to congregate, to have music, to have food. And in my mind, I thought, oh, this is a cool place to come shop, have something to eat. But then sometimes you come there, it feels like a ghost town. Sometimes, I mean, it's wonderful when you do the tree lighting. It's wonderful when you, you know, when you have different events that take place, whether it's light the night where they're down there and they have something. Those things, right. the optics of that, it's an amazing place. You, right. You're there. You have people. You, It's exciting. But, and this is the but, if you, you ever go down there in the middle of the day on a weekend, yeah, it, absolutely, it's, absolutely. you know, something is missing where you have this city that, you know, wonderful location, you know, you know, wonderful weather. That you have an outdoor venue like that, and you know, and I think it's—I I think you have to take a shot and do something different. And and sometimes you you spend a little bit more now. Yeah, but I mean, someone's got to have I, for, a plan for, for the later. record. I I I agree with the say. Like I agree with we 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 got to get get out of that. Is you know, and by by any means. <laughs> so. So paying more, uh, you know, paying more for it now, I don't see as you know taking a taking a hit as a city when we we know the the potential um, of that. Now we all have memories. I remember, you know, um, you know, I used to come down from here. I didn't move here till I was nine. Um, so I used to come down from here. I'm 33 for those who don't know. So I've been here, you know, 20 plus years. Um, so I used to come down, play at the arcade. You know, um, so there there are memories there. Um, so we do need to keep it as a as a venue where um, people can come. But we just need better leadership on, you know, uh, what that ends up being. Um, 
I'm not for turning it into like a field or you know a, a grass grassland where I, I agree know. we there's there's enough places in Jacksonville where you know you have right parks right. I think and the museum is right there like uh Cummer has the thing right exactly. there the, so you I, have different places I think that have that. a better version of the landing will have the restaurant but but you you have to have access you have to have parking Right. Um, and it's got to be something that's what your that, boy Jimmy. He, well, it was important. I mean, he sounded been, like the realest dude on because there, man. Really. Sometimes <laughs> you have to have that approach of a businessman. It's like you know, I know when you come down here, it's like sometimes we would not yeah. want to come because it's like, oh, if I get you know, I'm gonna be parked twenty blocks away because you know, just to get in there, and then right. it's like it's like you don't want to deal with the hassle. All right. So it's a it's the conversation of public transportation. It's conversation of parking right. access. And then there's got to be something that's going to keep people coming back. I mean, it shouldn't just be a place for people to go on the evenings or on the weekends. You have local businesses here, you know, or, you know, office buildings that it should be a destination. You know, it should be something that the local businesses should have a part of and be involved in that conversation. I think there should also be a mix. Like, I think that not only just local, I think that that the way that um, – that the I think you need some uh I'll call it finesse <laughs> like you need you need some some of these uh global brands and you know s- like that that should be a location that's the spot where they show all the time on when when, when, when there's a football game right mm-hmm. so it's right on the river like you got to have some some uh you know sense of of presence of uh global it's the skyline it's the brand yeah right. it's got it you got to have that brand and so that you can't have a bunch of um you know now not to knock it because i do agree that you know we do need local local spots in there but um but it shouldn't end up being a uh flea market type of deal or you know graduated you know <laughs> glorified version of uh you know of of that type of thing where you know so that's that's just my my view on it no i think they should look at you know other cities that have done things similar and i and i point for an example i mean and i know it's it's on a whole different scale when you talk about what they did um at chelsea piers down in new york i mean for people don't know this was an area that was it was nothing it was warehouses it was you know it was not a place that you wanted to be after five o'clock, you know, that, you, no, <laughs> you avoided this area. So they took it, repurposed it and they brought things like, I mean, they brought, you know, driving range, they brought restaurants, you have, um, you have studios that are down there. So it became a destination, but you have to have that. You got to inject money into it. You right. have to have transportation to get there. You know, you know whether it's buses, what you know, whatever it is, you have to have parking, and you have to have give people the reason to go there, not just during the day, in right. the evenings. You have to have that future mindset, and I think spending the money today, you know, you don't want to get out of control, but you need to bring in a developer that knows, that has a proven track record, right. um, and I think it being an expansion of you know the you know the stadiums and the theaters that we have down here. This isn't a dead spot; it's just not you know, being taken advantage, you know, the way it should be. I mean, you have businesses like, you know, D&G Deli here on Bay Street. I mean, there are 
places for people to go. You just got to bring the people down. You got the library. You know, you got, like you said, you got the um, Cumming Museum. You have all these different things in this area um, that it should be a downtown cultural destination. Yeah, I, think, I think that there's a, there's a, uh, like, there's a, um, you know, there's a void in, like, the, this, the spirit, what I'll call the spirit of the youth, right? Like a positive type of wave. Um, right now, if you look at the national, you know, at the trends, right? Um, there's a there's escapism is a thing with the with young people. Um, you know, uh, where um, we used to when we grew up, it was going out to the basketball courts and you know at being outside. To where now it's like a withdrawn type of thing. Um, or, you know, when, or when people are going out, um, you know, it's more, more of a, uh, it's, it, it becomes more of a, uh, there's an escalated type of thing where people are going out and videotaping themselves doing crazy stuff. And so, like, the thing is, when you have, um, you know, when when you have downtown right and you have a uh you know a population that um that isn't it's not catered to like it's not nurtured okay so the only the only you know it's almost to where um you know there are things that are uh you know, th there's a there's a police presence. There's all of that stuff that you need, right? But there's also not enough of the other organizations, the community organizations, um, influencing in a good way um, to where you have a progressive, uh, productive. Uh, population where um, you know downtown is, has that vibrance. You know they tried to do it with. I thought one spark was a good thing. You know um, where you know you had that art festival. You had that. You had that uh, presence that was that is needed. Um, we need more of that. Um, you know, not to say we need it in a more formal. You know. Um, broad expensive kind of way but we need to find a way to uh to bring the spirit back of the of the youth so that um these businesses down here can you know it, that it's an attractive thing to be down here right um you know and then the community itself you know everybody comes down for football right so so, you know, let's find other ways to bring people down here um, that are more than just football or uh, concert, you know, where you're right over on the river, you're closer to close to the bridge, you hop on, hop off. Like, let's try to let's try to build as a city, you know, on the spirit. You know, people should. Yeah, I agree. It's it, it shouldn't just be events. It should be it should be a destination all the time. People should want to come downtown. It shouldn't just be a pastor. You're right. You know, people will come and they'll tailgate um, or they'll come 
to the, you know, the, the what is it, Jumbo Shrimp, um, local baseball, you know, minor league baseball team, where they'll come to concerts. So we have venues, so it's not like people are not showing up, but it's the consistency and, you know, having the things that are going on all the time. People should feel this is a destination. People should want to go downtown. People should want to come into the city, as we call it. You know, that's the old New York thing. It's like, yeah, going into the city, you know. And I, 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 I know I keep comparing it to a, you know, a large metropolitan, but Jacksonville has enough of a base where, you know, access is, shouldn't be a problem. You know, you have access. You can get here from multiple ways, but you got to give people a reason um, that's going to keep bringing them back. So final thoughts, you know, we got a couple of weeks to the election. Um, right now, you know, early voting is available. And I think for anybody in any city, if you don't have early voting, you need to make sure you, you know, you speak, you know, to, you know, your local legislators. You should have early voting. It shouldn't be a barrier, you know, not being able to take off work or get, you know, pick up your kids in time and then get to the ballots. It's ridiculous in this world. People can vote for American Idol on their phone, and no one's questioning results. Right. Um, there's got to be a better way. And Definitely. start with early voting. Give people the opportunity to vote at their leisure. Or make it a ho- make it a national. Do whatever you need to do, you want to make it so that people have more access. And, you know, because people are apathetic as it is. And you don't want to then throw up another barrier that's preventing them to have a voice. Give them a voice. Give them access. Um, and don't make it so complicated. Right. And then then I would say as well, like, um, you know, let's let's try to for the candidates, for the contender, really, like. Put out a detailed plan or at least a one pager. You know, give people uh, give people more insight onto the solutions that you would bring to the table, not just the I'm not this guy um, or, you know, he's a bully. Right. Like bring more transparency to what it is that you're offering the citizens. Give them a reason to vote for you. That's that's you know that's the big thing. So you know that's that's all I have, you know. And and we'll put the word out, you know, if there's a if there's information, you know, I will post it on and d- But you know. but just to be clear like and I, and I don't like and I want to let th- let them let everybody know like I don't care anything about publicity off of a damn election. So I'm not reaching out to you to bubble up I already make my money. I'm already fine. So this isn't helping me, right? Like I'm reaching out to you so you can help the citizens or you can provide a light on what it is you're doing for the citizens. You work in government. I don't. So that's what this is about. No, you summed it up perfectly. You know, we're giving you an opportunity to speak to the community but you got to actually have a message, not sound bites, not, you know, not that quick hit. It's got to be this is my plan for you. This is how I want to make things better. This is where I'm going to put the money. This is where I'm going to put the bodies. Um, but it's up to you to make that case in a 
and plain, simple words, you know, talk to the community, give them the opportunity to understand what you're going to do to improve things for them. Um, and again, you know, it's important, you know, you if you don't reach out to your community, you know, don't make it where you're just targeting specifics and, you know, special interests. You know, that's in the long run, it's not sustainable. Um, but again, you know, this was the Multiferous Man podcast live at 233 East Bay Street in Jacksonville. And I think this was an important conversation that we had today. Um, so definitely let us know what you think. You can, you know, message us on a BK thing called Beloved Multiferous Man podcast, both on Facebook um, and you can also send us notes um, directly and we'll respond. We'll, you know, we'll share what you have to say, ask questions. Um, and, you know, that's what we're here for is to bring the information. It's an unbiased, unfiltered, you know, but, you know, bring in our point of view. That's what's up. And that's it. Thanks again for um, those that came out, those that listen live. Um, the stream will be available for replay. Um, again, this was the Multifarious Man podcast live, and thanks again for coming out. Thanks again, BK. Um, I appreciate it. You know, this is important. You know, this is allowing us to bring the spotlight on what's important and bring a voice to the community. Definitely, man. All right, that's it. We're out of here. Kristen Berry, greatly diversive, manifold, all the things I want to say that never been told. Demon Sinatra to Drake and Pharrell, what I'm listening to this week, you can never tell. Bogey and Bacall, even Meryl Street. the devil wears product, even the big sleep. It doesn't matter where you stand, I'm the multifarious man. <laughs>